This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and welcome to the show. I got my two Randys in the house. Good morning. Good morning. Randy Honey and Randy the producer. Randy one, Randy two, Randy How do we squared or whatever you Randy squared. Thing one and thing yeah. two. D- do you love? Thing two. There you go. <laughs> I love Randy I love squared. It. I don't know why. I think Randy squared is fun. Um, so, how was your week, Randy producer? Oh, great! Absolutely. Uh, I, I'm I'm doing well, thank you. I guess I could just call you uh, Randy Houston and Randy Jackson, but Randy Honey and Randy Producer just sounds more fun, really. <laughs> it sounds it? more confusing. <laughs> yeah, really. So today we are talking about what to do when your listing expires or is withdrawn in uh, real language. That means when your listing didn't sell. You put your home on the market and it didn't sell and the listing expired. Why am I talking about that today? Because, gosh, we haven't seen this in years. You know, you throw a house out. Well, you all know how the housing market has been. You put a house out there, you throw a lockbox on, you stick a sign out, and it sells the next day. We are not in that market anymore. Unless you've got a supremely wonderful house in a wonderful location, or you can have a unsupremely unwonderful house. (laughs) But you've got price strikes. At the end of the day, it's all about price. And things are still selling. However, I noticed this week, I I was talking to a lot of people who said, you know, we're just going to see how things work out. Well, you know, history doesn't always show you what's going to happen. But given we've seen an economic cycle since that was devised in 1860 by good old Clement Juglar, a French economist, the seven to 11 year cycle has been going on since 1860. You're all bored hearing me talk about it now, but I hope that to your friends, listen, get write this down, Clement. So it's like Clement, Clement, and just say Clement. Try it, Randy. Clement. Randy Jackson, try it. Clement. See now, Jugla. Uh, uh, Jugla. Jugla. Oh my gosh, that was excellent. Now Clément put it. Clement Jugla. Put it together. Clement Jugla. Yeah, very good, gentlemen. See, they can do it. You can do it. Do you know how fun this is going to be at Thanksgiving? I can't because spell it. I can't spell it, though. I can't you can't? Uh, it's very easy. J-U-G-L-E-R. Jugla. Jugla. And it's, Clem- it's, it's like Clement, what we would say Cle- Clement in Clement. America. But in Fra- France, that's Clement. Jugla. Like you've got you know frogs stuck in your throat or something. So you got to do that three times real fast. Clement, Clement Jugla. Clement Jugla. Clement Jugla. <laughs> Clement Jugla. I want to see it. Clem. Clem Juggler. There you go. Clem Ju- Just go good old Clem, Clem Juggler. Clem. You know what? Nobody's going to know what you're talking about anyway, which is the great <laughs> thing. And then remember the, the year. What was the year, gentlemen? Do you remember? 1860. I, so we call Randy, my honey Randy, the elephant trap because he remembers everything. Really? He did go to school for politics. God help us. I can't remember my own phone number. <laughs> I can't remember Randy's, which is a bit of a problem. Do you remember mine, Randy? No. <laughs> Do you really not remember my phone number? I, I, I can get close, but... I, That's no. hilarious. None of us remember those phone <laughs> numbers now. Back to good old... Uh, I, I kind of like Clem Juggler. Yeah. 
Back to good old Clem Juggler. <laughs> Easy way to remember it, 1860. I want you all to all learn this because it makes such a fun story for Thanksgiving. Well, you go, well, you know, when people go, what do you think is happening with the economy? Because, you know, some nonsense like that's going to go on at the Thanksgiving table, as well as, you know, what's, what's Aunt June doing with that 20-year-old and all that kind of nonsense, that go, all the fun stories at Thanksgiving. So there's going to be some talk about inflation or the economy, and you go, well, you know, Clement Juglar, 1860, and they're like, huh? <laughs> it's really fun, I'm telling you. Huh? What? Don't let her have any more Cle- wine. Clement Juglar, <laughs> write it down on your hand or something. Just look at your hand. Who, <laughs> Aunt June with the 20-year-old? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> so good old Clem Juglar, write, write it on your hand, Clem Juglar. Clement Juglar, 1860. Or call him Clem Juglar. I'm telling you, nobody will know what you're talking about anyway. So since then, the 7 to 11-year economic cycle... That's peak to peak. So if you imagine two roller coasters, right, it goes up a hill and down. Just imagine a hill. The, the, the top of the hill is the peak. That's when things are rocking and rolling. We're like, woohoo, our pensions are amazing. <coughs> Excuse me. Look at how I got too excited then, Randy. Well, I, you, you know, you're exactly right. It, it, but it can't stay that way forever. I've tried to explain this to general manager, to uh, owners, and that I was the general. You know, every year, every mm-hmm. month, they want ten percent more, ten percent more. To you can't always yeah. get ten yeah. percent more. You can't always get what you want. That's right. You know, it, yeah, it, it it cannot possibly keep going. It's it's unsustainable. Can't there do is it. no way in heaven that that can keep going. And of course, you're sitting out there right now. I'm getting you all, all wired up, going, "Well, gas has gone up, and it's almost double, you know, to what it was." Well, it, it's true. However, what what do you think would happen if if gas went to ten dollars a gallon? Oh wait, it did in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we still use it. But the point is, you can't, you know, when I got into real estate here, and, and it's not just real estate, it's everything. Think about how good we felt just a couple of years ago, where the economy was at. Um, and, you know, everything feels like it's rocking and rolling, and you can afford it a little bit more, and, and everything's great. And then it changes for a while. It's, it, it's actually, it's not even a matter of politics. A lot of you will argue with me on that, that there are, well, there are things that, obviously, there are some things we printed a lot of money out there, printing money, putting more money into the market, that creates inflation, right? That's basic economics 101. So pumping all that money in definitely didn't help with inflation. Probably paying off the student loans probably is not happening with the, uh, not helping with the idea of inflation. Um, no one can. Can you explain that to me, why we're pay, paying off student loans? I'm still trying to get my arms around it. It's not happening now. Maybe someone, yeah. maybe someone can call it's in and explain. No. Could someone come call in and explain why that's a good idea? If you're a student that thinks you should have it paid off, explain to me why that's a good thing. 828-240-9962. So, of course, we have inflation. Of course, we have gas prices. We've got grocery prices, blah, blah, blah. We have tipped that peak now. We're going down the hill for a little while. Down the hill. The funny thing is, sometimes it's easier to walk up a hill. Think about physically walking up a hill than it is to walk down it. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> like you think, oh, it's going to be easy when I get to the other side. Now, maybe if you're on a bicycle, that might be the case. Although, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about a normal hill, there's all kinds of potholes and things. However, if you're walking downhill, it's kind of like walking downstairs. It's not necessarily easier. Hurts your, hurts your calves and your, your thighs and everything else as you're walking on your knees. Oh, I must be getting old. Are your knees hurting yet, Randy Houston? 
Mm, no, not yet. How about you, Randy Jackson? Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, and of course, Randy, we had him here last week talking about being a Marine. So, you know, uh, everything that you went through, I'm sure, uh, probably contributed to your knees. I would much rather go up a hill with an 80-pound pack than down the hill with an 80-pound pack. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, you just made my point right there. So, you know, here we are now. We're going down the hill for a while. So for those of you who are saying, well, we'll just see what happens. Maybe it'll be fine in the spring. It's very, very normal now to be walking down that hill, hopefully not running down. We don't want to run down. Um, and hopefully it's just a gentle hill. Let's have a gentle hill. Last time it was over a 30% reduction. Let's, let's, have a, let's have a gentle hill, shall we? So a nice gentle hill that we walk down for three and a half to five and a half years. Where do you think I get that number from? Clement Jugler. Right, so if, you, if you're peak to peak, seven to 11, right? So we're in 2022. Uh, I'm sorry I'm not doing this on video. I should have my video running right now so you can watch it. We're in 2022. I do have a whole table of this if anybody wants it. Go to mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com and click on contact us and say, send the shift diagram. Shift diagram, please, or Clem Juggler diagram, please. <laughs> Any of those, I promise I will email it to you. It's a great diagram showing the ro roller coaster of the economic cycle. So we're in 2022. What is 2022 <laughs> plus 3.5? It's a trick question for you all this morning. I'm putting you in the hot seat. Wait, I didn't hear that. Three and a half years. So we're in 2022. I want you to think about the bottom of the market is going to be between three years time. So that's going to be 2025, right? So 20, halfway through 2025. However, if it's five and a half years, that's two years later. So it's going to be 2025 to 2027, right? That's going to be the bottom historically based on everything that's happening, been happening since 1860. Now you, you may, you know, have a, you, you, I don't know. Americans don't like the French all that much, do they? I don't know. Like as a French fries, something I about love French, French fries. fries. Yeah, I love French fries too. Didn't we start calling them, uh, Randy? What was the I story? Like, I like them well enough. I don't know if they like us, but all <laughs> oh, the French, not the French fries. <laughs> yeah, the French fries might might like my thighs an awful a little bit too much. So at the bottom of the market, three and a half to five and a half years. That's the midterm, right? If you like, think about it. An election. Oh, the election's a good way to look at it. We just had midterms, mm. so that'll be the midterm when we're most likely to be at the bottom of the market. In other words, don't be selling your house in 2025 to 2027. That, that would not be very smart. Now, it's not peak to peak. So in other words, if your house is worth $800,000 now, if you waited out the 7 to 11 years, it's likely to be worth more. We average 2 to 3% a year. People are sitting out there going, going right now. We did 15% last year, absolutely, but... The way it plays out over the 7 to 11 years is you make 2 to 3% on average on your home. I can also, I can hear it. You're going, yeah, but this area is different. <laughs> Everyone wants to be in Asheville I, I and Hensonville. I was getting ready to bring that up. Oh, go, go, let, let me hear you. What's well, no, I, you're, you're the expert. I was going to say that that's one of the things that people say. You're right. That we're, we have a little, a little bubble here. Yep. We have a bubble here. Well, I'm here to tell you, we went down over 30% last time around. The only people that beat us, you know, anything, the higher you go up, 
the further you come down. That that's just the law of physics. It doesn't matter how well it matters how popular you are. It, it that does give us some support, no doubt, because you've got more people coming in. You're right, and we are in a beautiful area that people you know continue to want to come to. However, you've got a lot of people that have come in that actually this is a true story. We've got people right now who moved here from the West Coast, and you know what? They want to go back to the West Coast. They got all ticked off. You know how we all get emotionally tied in sometimes? We're like, oh, oh, this government, I can't take it in. I can't take the fires. I can't take the government in California. I'm leaving. It's the straw that broke the camel's back, and we get all ticked off. Whatever that is, you know, it might be that we love the government in Asheville, and then it becomes a little too right-leaning. Wait, I got that the wrong way around, didn't I? Maybe, you know, a, a, a right-minded person. Right-minded, that sounded bad too. I don't mean incorrect-minded. You all know what I'm trying to say. Gets into the government in Asheville, you're like, I can't take this anymore. And then you move and you're like, oh, this is silly. I like Asheville anyway, not that much changes. Because let's, let's be honest, does anything really change that much? You can get mad if you want, Randy. He's, get, he's getting some steam coming out of no, his ears now. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to make a Marine mad. Because that would be kind of fun. Um, you know, things don't change that much. And sometimes we get emotionally tied into to what's going on, you know, with Trump in and Trump out. And then, you know, what they're doing with Trump now and the special investigation. What are they saying? What are they calling that special position? Where uh, Special counsel. Special counsel. Now we have a special counsel. Sounds like a breakfast cereal, doesn't it? Mm. I want special counsel for breakfast. <laughs> with some, with a Chocolate little bit. Covered. Chocolate covered. Chocolate yeah. covered. Oh. Oh, that sounds good. Mm. Now I'm hungry, Randy. You always do this to me. Oh, yes. So, you know, there's a lot of people um, realizing that uh, maybe they wanted to go back to Florida. You know, they they moved up here because, oh, we want the seasons. Gosh, the seasons were really fun when we were 20. But now, uh, you know, we're, we're in our 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever it is. We moved up, you know, we moved down from New York. We went to Florida. We're half back. And, and now it's getting a bit cold. I'm going to go back to Florida. Like we have people moving out, we have people moving in. Texas has a lot of people moving in too. Tell um, you, if I lived in New York right now, I'd be moving. Me too. Five feet of snow. Me too. And still snowing. Yeah, I'd be getting getting out there too. I did live in Miami for a long time, and I can tell you that I, I never gloated. I moved down from D. I lived in D.C., uh, Los Angeles, and then D.C. downtown, D.C. proper. Uh, downtown uh, LA and then uh, right by the farmer's market those of you know LA it's wonderful and then Miami Beach and and then Black Mountain North Carolina now I'm in Andersonville with with Randy Honey over here and um, he's he's really Jackson I'm sorry I gotta stop calling (laughs) you Randy Honey so um, you know I've I've lived in different places in the country It's it's all been fun and good and there are other places to live in the country a lot of people are moving to Tennessee why do we think they're moving to Tennessee? Taxes. No state taxes. No state, no state taxes. income tax. No yeah. state income tax, yes. But the funny thing is, don't they always get you somehow? 10% sales tax. 10% sales tax. Exactly. I told you he's an elephant trap. He just remembers everything. Yeah. 10% sales tax. Like They get you somehow. So I think it depends on what stage of life you're in, whereas how much difference that makes. You know, because obviously if you're not making a massive income right now, then you don't really care about income tax, right? If you're making a massive income, you, you might want to be somewhere where you're saving a lot. That's a lot in the state income tax. However, some people also go, I'm making a crap ton of money. I want to live where I want to live. 
because you look at the maps around the country. You know, we're talking today about withdrawals, exposures, foreclosures, short sales. What's going on in the market right now? Why are houses not selling like they were selling at a clip just three or four months ago? Uh, maybe five months ago at this point. They were selling at a clip and now they're not. We're talking about movement of people around the country and, and what that looks like. Of course, we had COVID that caused a massive movement because a lot of companies were permitting people to work from home. You got that for a long time, Randy, right? Yep. Randy, sure can we talk about what you do? Is that all right? Oh, I do IT security, so I can work from anywhere, but I do have an office that I go to. Yeah, at the VA? Yes. So he's in IT security, and for the longest time, how long were you at home because of COVID? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years. So I think as co- you know, as companies, my own company, I mean, we're real estate agents. Of course, we, we were, um, I think they were so nervous that the housing market would, would, would collapse that in most cases, they allowed us to continue our business. Uh, they made us a necessity, which is kind of interesting, really, but uh, you could argue that all day long. Um, so, you know, we continued in the business, but a lot of companies got very used to people working at home. And then they said, why do we need all this commercial real estate? You know, do we need all these seats? Having a seat for a person can cost you twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year for that real estate that you're hiring for that employee to sit in it. So depending on what level of job you've got, you know, you can see where a lot of companies said, hey, we're going we're gonna to save money. Be interesting to see what, what happens going into this re- recession's normal, guys. It's, it's seven to 11 years. It's called expansion when we're going up the hill, and then it's called the peak, and then it's called a recession. That's when we're walking down the hill. Um, and Randy, I want to use your analogy about the backpack. How, how heavy was that backpack? Uh, 80, 80 to 90 pounds. 80 to 90 pounds. Um, I don't think I could carry that. Could I carry that on my sure back? Sure you could. Really? Oh, I guess that's a, what is that, like a 10-year-old Just weight child? distribution. 80 to 90 pounds. Actually, I was, I was just under 100 pounds when I graduated, so that would be like carrying two-thirds of me on my back. Um, except I'm a bit heavier than that these days. Just a little bit. Just, just an old tad. It's all those French fries. Um, so, uh, you know, here's the interesting thing. The way we walk down that hill in what we call a recession, you know, we've had the expansion, we've had the peak where we were like, oh, yeah, we're going to retire. We're moving to Puerto Rico right now or Mexico or wherever we're moving to to retire because it's so much cheaper and we've got plenty of money and it's fantastic. And then you look at your portfolio and it just lost 30% because, you know, things happen. All those things are what we put in the backpack that we put on our, our back and we walk down the hill. And the heavier that backpack is depends on how low we go into the hole, right? It, it's the weight that we're carrying. So the weight that we're carrying, I would argue, is that we paid too much for our homes. We got a little crazy there because we you know, paid way over. Uh, another weight that we're carrying is uh, that even talking about paying student lo- loans off because I'm not sure why my favorite plumber out there that didn't go to school because um, his mom and dad couldn't afford to put him through school and they didn't go to school. So he wasn't of a mindset where, gosh, I need to go to school. And now he's an amazing plumber with an amazing plumbing business. I'm not sure why he's paying for someone who chose to go to college. I just can't wrap my arms around that. That's another brick we put in that backpack. It's another five pounds that we had. What else have we done? We printed a crap ton of money that we gave out. Well, there's another five pounds that we put in the backpack. What else have we done on the way up? 
When we were walking up the hill, what did we do, gentlemen? Houston and Jackson. Oh, they're both places. How fun is that? <laughs> Are they? They don't happen to be generals or anything like that, do they? Houston and Jackson. Well, Sam Houston was seventh cousin. The Alamo. And Ooh. the only Sam Houston was in the Alamo, yeah. Person He's to be governor to of two states, Texas and Tennessee. Oh. And he did put a whooping on uh, Santa Ana. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, he, 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 it's so funny. So he knows your story, and, and Randy Houston is related to him, right? Right. Can you say how you're related to him? I think it's like a seventh cousin. Yeah. Something like that. And, of course, Jackson, there must be a general or a corporate. It was uh, Andrew Jackson, Old Hickory, yeah. And then we have Patton. Yeah. So we've got Patton, Jackson, and Houston. Okay, now it's fun. I like it. We went down a bit of a rabbit hole there. So we're talking about, you know, the, the backpack that we carried up the hill when things were going great, uh, inflation was down, the job numbers were down, everything was looking really great. This is not a political statement. It's just what we did on the way up the hill. So what else did we do? We printed a whole bunch of money and we put it out there and we gave a whole bunch of money away trying to stave off, which is a natural progression of a recession. What else did we do? Do you think anything we did that probably wasn't the best move? The home market went berserko. Went berserko, yeah. People paid a lot over asking price for their homes, which I am a little nervous that in two or three years' time, uh, if really we're talking about between that 2025 to 2027 period when we'll bump along the bottom there with our heavy backpack, then we start chucking things out, right? We don't print many. We don't print them. We take some of that weight out of our backpack. What else did we do, Randy Jackson, on the way up? So we we talked to even talking about the student loans that unsettled the market, right? We printed a whole bunch of money and we put it out there. What else did we do to put all that weight in our backpack on the way up the hill? The markets went crazy. You just said that where mm -hmm. you know people were. The markets don't like uncertainty. Markets do not like uncertainty, and that uncertainty is, is where we're at now, which is why the whole midterms thing can... I'd love to hear from you if you know why we all can't say um, who who won the midterms or the election the same way that Florida do. Well, how did the... I mean, are we just in, incapable of buying those machines? Is it too expensive or something? Like, what happens? Why are we not able to do that? Because that creates uncertainty. We've still got uncertainty in Georgia. Um, you know, it'll be December 6th. It'll be until December 6th. Markets do not like uncertainty. The other thing about uncertainty is at home, you're thinking about, well, I'm not sure where the market's going, so I don't know whether to sell or not. You know, it could be out my house is going to be worth a lot more in the spring. Extremely unlikely. I'm just going to say it. Extremely unlikely. Does anybody remember what his name is? Who wants a shot at pronouncing it? Clem Juglar. Clem Juglar, there you go. Clem. Clem Juglar. Clem Juglar. Well, your, your father, your stepfather was called Clem. Clem, yeah. Clem, yeah. So easy for you to remember there. Well, Clem Red, Red Skelton used to have a character. Clem Cadiddlehopper. Clem Cadiddlehopper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Gertrude and Heathcliff. <laughs> you know, uh, Randy Houston, Randy Jackson is a young'un. He's a baby. How he knows all this stuff is beyond me. Not old he, enough to remember Red Skelton, huh? I do. I, I was there. <laughs> 
<laughs> you read about him, huh? I've I've seen TV. He's he's <laughs> he was hilarious. He was hilarious. So think about think about those uh, big old blocks that we can we can discard out of the backpacks. So again, we're looking at the bottom. We're in 2022. Obviously, we're about to be 2023. Seven to eleven year cycle for those of you who've just tuned in. Seven. Do you notice I said tuned? I just realised there. I said tuned, not tuned. I said tuned. Just tuned in. Seven to eleven year cycle. That means the bottom. Three and a half to five and a half years. That is 2025 to 2027. Let's do some more math because we all like to do math on a Saturday morning. 2022 plus seven is 2029. What's 2022 plus 11, gentlemen? Let's see if you can do basic math. 33. 2033. Doesn't that seem like a really long time away? It does. All right. So I want you at home to think about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up very soon here. I want you to think about Thanksgiving in 2029 to 20, let's say 2030. Let's just plump in 2030. That will be a short cycle. So in 2030, which is eight years time, let's go 10 years time because it's probably more realistic. 2032. In 10 years time, how old are you? How old is your partner? How old are your grandparents? How old are your pets? How old are your children? How old are all the people that you expect to be sitting around the Thanksgiving table? What does that picture look like? It looks a little bit different to today, doesn't it? Of course, if you're anything like me, my hair color might change from brunette to blonde, but there's no gray, no wrinkles, no nothing. It's amazing. We just look exactly the same for the glory of filters on our phone. Randy, stop grinning. That's my honey, Randy. The rat honey used to knows not to, not to grin because I'd throw things at him. So, you know, everybody's looking just the same, but it's 10 years on. How, how does your Thanksgiving table look different, Randy Houston? Uh, <clears throat> it's about the same it's been for the last 15 years. It's just me. Oh. I'm, no, I mean. What about your daughter? Uh, she's working in Florida. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, when families are. And there are, I just want to give a shout because I, I actually won't be here next week. We, um. We're talking to uh, numerous people about jumping in because we'll be in Costa Rica. Oh, <clears throat> beautiful country. Yeah. And have a tofu turkey. Have a tofu turkey. Yeah. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving. In fact, I'm going to the dentist there. I'm going because they have great inexpensive dental work. And uh, we're going to the dentist on Thanksgiving. We'll have so some ceviche for... Some ce- Ooh. Yeah, there we are. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, but I want you to think about that Thanksgiving table. The reason, the importance of that is I want you to keep your home, if it works for you, it, until, until that Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving that is 2032. Because if it works for you, quit, thinking, quit going through the hassle of selling it. Why would you sell it? Right? There's no point. Just hold on to it because it's going to be worth more then in 10 years' time than it is now. Some of you just want to move. You, you're right-sizing. You're, that means downsizing. It just sounds better when you say right-sizing. You're getting rid of all your junk. How's that feel, Randy? We're going through that right now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's well, it's a pain, but you have to do it. But once you do it, it's uh, when you start getting rid of all that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, it's at nighttime, cleansing. when we've had a long time, so that all sounds good and dandy. 
when, when we've had a long week and we were talking about it last night, the pair of us just got wide-eyed. And it's like, oh, my gosh, are we really going through this? Like, it's a lot to go through. So keep your house for 10 years. However, there could be some great ways of maybe renting it out. A lot of you are going through this right now, especially in your 50s and 60s. The kids have left home. You're talking about right-sizing. and There's been all these great prices you got all this, you know, paper money in your mind. Oh, we're going to make 600. Oh, we're going to make a million. Oh, we're going to make 1.2. And now it's not quite so much. And you're going, maybe it'll be all right in the spring. If you want to get out, get out. If you don't, hold it until 2032. Look at your Thanksgiving table. Does it work for you and your family at that point? A lot of us who are older are wondering whether our parents are going to be around in 10 years, right? Around that Thanksgiving table. Or maybe they'll need some help where maybe you need another master on the main or something like that because you're going to take care of your parents. All kinds of considerations, but that's the way to think about the roof that you have over your head. Good morning, Heather. How are you doing today? I am doing okay. How are you? So what did you sing in karaoke last night? Oh, God, let's not go there. <laughs> so my voice, is, my voice is really gone, and I did not sing very well, that's Aww. for sure. <clears throat> I'm so sad However, I missed that. When you're, <laughs> what did you say? Come on, about, tell us. When you're talking about the Thanksgiving table yeah. and things changing. Yeah. Um, for me right now, as I'm thinking about this week coming up, yeah. everybody came home, and now this time they're not coming home. We're going to them. Oh, that's so interesting. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Talk, so talk about your Thanksgiving and, and how it's been. For years, so well, it you, used to be where you know the kids were in the house. How old are the kids? Explain. Was, so you got two daughters. How old are your daughters? Twenty six and twenty three. Twenty six. She's got two beautiful daughters, and and then of course and they had their boyfriends. Yeah. And my mom was alive, and um, Dwayne's mom would, was alive, and Dwayne's um, sister would come out to the house, and you got the dogs then, too. The dogs now. But anyways, everybody would come to my house because yeah. we had a larger house at the time. Yeah. And we had the big table and it would hold everyone. So everyone would come to us. And now that everybody has either passed away or Dwayne, some of his family moved to Raleigh. One of my children are in Charleston. One's here in Asheville. But we decided we were going to do something different. So we're going to go to Charleston. How fun is that? I love that. And you, you're you so yeah. embracing with with your girls as well. Like me, so, you know, Heather is my listing partner. Like me, she left home early, and we both did. And, um, you know, we've both been through a lot personally, and I think for you, you, you were blessed with the ability to have children, and um, you've just poured your life into your children. So what's it feel oh, yeah. like when they, they, they get boyfriends and they go off and start their own lives? Like, how do you deal with that, Heather? Because there's a lot of people 10 years older than you listening right now and your age and 20 years older than you who are feeling sad because their kids are dotted out, you know, especially as Thanksgiving comes. They feel sad because their kids are dotted around the country. I think that it's, it's, it's difficult um, raising your kids and losing your identity in your children as they grow up. I put my kids in a lot of sports and a lot of activities, and I was known as Keila's mom or Darian's mom. I, I lost my name for many years. Finding my identity after that 
was um, a, a bit of a challenge, wow. you know, finding my way back into to who I was and, and, and knowing, you know, that I didn't have to be at a gym on a bleacher, on a field coaching or doing what I did. So I did. I tried to give them everything that I felt like I didn't get growing up. Talk about where you um, coached. Because a lot of people... Minus material things. I didn't give them all the material things they wish I would have given them. <laughs> Anyhow, so I did. I coached through South Buncombe Youth League um, softball program. And then I coached basketball through South Buncombe. I coached at Cane Creek Middle School softball and Valley Springs Middle School. Everywhere so, we go, people know Heather because she coached everywhere for many, many years. So, yeah, I understand that where, where uh, you're Darian's or Keela's mom rather than Heather. Yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. And you did, so, you know, yeah. and I think that's very natural when you didn't feel like you got it as a child. You pour, poured everything into your kids, which makes perfect sense. And then they get all grown up and they go away. And then you got things like Thanksgiving. Yeah. Where you, oh, oh, oh. Okay, well, we're going go to go to them. Be, I wanted them to have everything. I wanted, and I want them to bloom, and I want them to grow, and I want them to be responsible ad, uh, adults, you know. So letting them go and making mistakes as children, I really did allow them to do. Mm. Because when they left home, I wanted to know that they had already made all their mistakes <laughs> at home. You know, where I could be there to pick them up and, you know, wipe their tears and dust them off and oh, yeah. put them back out again. Um, so... I feel like my job's accomplished, so I'm very proud of them. Going to them is a blessing that I actually get to do. That's lovely. You know, being able to get in the car and take a drive and take off, and I'm very fortunate that my job with you allows me to, you know, the flexibility to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, know? I, I love so I, I love that. that you, so is everybody going there to Charleston for, for Thanksgiving? Yep, Dwayne, myself, we're taking off, and Keela will leave when she gets um, through with her work. You know, she works for Duke Power, and her and her pup, her 70-something-pound boxer, they'll <laughs> load up, and they'll come to Charleston, and we'll get down there with Patrick and Darian and Dax, and we'll have two dogs and five people and a feast. <laughs> Sounds We're going to go to the beach, and we're going to walk on the beach. It's going to be different. Yeah. But it's so funny. Our tradition really mattered because Darian said, I don't care what we do on Thanksgiving, but we have a tradition and I have to see the parade. Aww. Are you guys going to cook or get a tailgate special at Bojangles? <laughs> We're cooking. Oh, yeah. That's on. Oh, yeah. Patrick's already gone out and bought the big, um, I think, what is it? Like, he's going to deep fry the turkey. Oh, so yeah. He's, he, oh, yeah. They've sent pictures of everything they're doing. They're all excited. You know, Patrick got his big table because they just moved down. They've only been down there a year. You know, I never really so. thought about that. For, for kids that have moved out that, you know, in their, in their late 20s really now and they're making their own life together, they want to do a Thanksgiving too. Like right. how great for them in their new home to do that spread and entertain the rest of their family. They want it. They want you know, we all fight about where we do, especially if you're divorced or your parents are divorced or something like that. You know, you fight about whose house to have it at or same thing with Christmas. You know, you're fighting about where to go. And that makes it makes for a miserable holiday. So I love that you're going to them and giving them the opportunity of being together. You know, this this is their 
Well, they've had Thanksgivings together before, but as a couple, you know, here they are entertaining you in the house. And let's talk about you, Heather, because how glad are you that you you sold your house? You know, that's how Heather and I met. Um, She she was a client. Well, actually, Randy is the reason we met. Go ahead. But Randy Honey that's sitting here right now, that's... I wasn't adding that That's bit of the Jackson story. Jackson to me. Yeah. I never called him Randy until Roe. He's Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Almost nobody calls me that. Just Miss Jackson, me. if you're nasty. No, I'm just <laughs> That's a call. <clears throat> so here, here we were. I'm thinking about all the people now who have that big old house that they've kept hold of for 20 years since their kids went to school because that's a classic right they 15 20 years it's so funny sometimes it's the 70s and the 80s i've gone into those homes we've we sell a lot of them where the it's so cute the bedrooms still have the the wallpaper borders remember when wallpaper borders were a thing and they Mm -hmm. had the little boys border running around the top or the little boys curtains Mm -hmm. and the little boy now is 45 years old, you know, and has his own family in, in Raleigh. And the little girl now is 40 years old, same thing, has three kids, and is in a different, I can't remember where she was, but in a different part of the country. But they were keeping hold of this house with all that stuff in it, because how do you let that go? And they were keeping hold of it. Why? Because Memories of, are hard to let go of. It's Thanksgiving. The kids are going to come home for Thanksgiving, so how can we let it go? You know, when really the kids are going... Oh, come on, mom and dad. Like, you know, I can't believe you still got that wallpaper up. Or what are you doing keeping all my toys? Or uh, Randy has, has uh, uh, Zoe, who's off at college, and her bedroom at his house has uh, little jewelry that she probably had when she was seven years old. You know, there's all those little things that are there. But as kids, usually we want our parents to store all that crap, let's be honest. And yet, we don't want to come and get it and put all that crap in our houses. Is that right? Are you storing 100%. any crap? Are you storing any crap, uh, Heather? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> we purchased a house that we stayed in for 18 years. Randy, you remember that? Yep. Uh, you actually bought us a dolly when we were moving um, over on Baldwin. So, <clears throat> 18 years of stuff. You could ask my kids of what that felt like because Dwayne had been very ill and so it was really myself and my girls and anybody who lent a hand. And this was way before Euro. So uh, the realtor the, uh... that I had at the time, who is no longer alive, he passed away. Good he sandbag. Yep, sandbags. Anyways, he was a, he was a friend of ours. And um, we all moved. But you want to talk about stuff that you hold in a house? Oh, yeah. How'd it feel? How'd it feel when you got rid of all that stuff? So I made my children go through their stuff. And you want to talk about participation trophies? They're really of no value. I just want everybody to know that. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You actually had those? Oh, my goodness. There is no glory in a participation trophy other than to say you played. You can do that with a picture and a photo album. But what we did with some of the stuff and just ideas uh, we took all of the um, little stickers off of the trophies, and we stored all of those stickers with the intentions of making a board of all of the years <laughs> that they did everything. And they're still in a box, Aww. but we had bags and bags of trophies. Oh. I mean, contractor bags. Wow. That we had just had in our basement. I mean, no reason. 
Why did we have them? What did you do with them? I don't know. I think we actually, some of them were reusable, and I donated them back so that they could be reused to a turkey store. That's nice. And some of them were a little bit, yeah, sketchy, so they went in the dumpster. And it wasn't um, just trophies, right? What else did you have? Way too many clothes that you, you probably... Two sizes smaller now, so, so you know, they're too big for you at this point, the clothes that you had from 10, 20 years ago. What about ago? the clothes you just don't wear? Oh, you yeah. Know, the stuff that you're like, oh, I might wear that one more time. Yeah. And, Ro, you can resemble that remark, I'm sure. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, we just, we're like, oh, wait, we might wear that. Mm-mm. You're not going to wear it. it. Do the trick where you turn your hangers backwards, and if you don't touch it within a year, send it to somebody who might. And I, I hope when you're listening now and you, you, you're stuck, and you, you have all that stuff, and that's a big part of you not moving. Um, I get it. Randy and I we were talking about it last night. He has so much stuff in his house. I had to go through that with the last house I sold. He still thought, thinks I brought a lot of stuff to his house, but it's all of, you know, 12 boxes, which, it, Heather, I'm sure that house that you moved out of had a lot more than 12 boxes of stuff, it probably, you know, 100 boxes, right? It's a lot, a lot of stuff. But I want you to talk about what it feels like when you get rid of that stuff, because I know for me, it was very, very cleansing. But like me, and like a lot of people listening, who are in their 40s and their 50s and their 60s and their 70s and their 80s, we grew up in a time when you didn't have a whole lot growing up, did you? Uh, myself? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was um, I was pretty fortunate. Um, I, 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 w- I grew up with a some materialistic stuff. Right. Um, right. That's, I did. Um, that's kind of the well, world that I lived in. I mean, for me, I, all the stuff that I have, as soon as I get rid of it, I'll need it like a tool or something like yeah. that. So. Yeah. Exactly. But that's Murphy's law. Just as soon as I get rid of it, I'll, I'll wish I had. I think that's the think about your kitchen. Yeah, that too. Think about your kitchen. How many dishes do you have or little like baking dishes that you might use once a year. Once a year, maybe, if you decide to make that dessert. Yeah, a bunt cake. I, I want you to all, I love yeah. bunt cakes, by the way. I want you to all know that Heather is a world-class organizer, and I'm not even kidding. She's incredible. She's helped me in our house now, and we can help you walk around the home. We'll come out. We'll take a look at your home. We can help you on that path to getting remotely organized to where you can actually get your home sold. Are you willing to do that? I'll do it with you, Heather. I'm very good at the oh, logic yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. I have I have a good time doing it. It's very rewarding. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, you know, I was sitting here thinking, I've moved three times since the first initial dump that I had to do when I moved. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time you eliminate a little more and a little more and a little more. And I do have a daughter that's moving back in with me. Um locally here coming up just until she can find her house because she's in the market, but she needs to save some money up to get a good down payment because that's her game plan, Mm -hmm. her goals. So, but when we went downstairs in our storage area to see the difference was so rewarding Mm -hmm. to see the big scheme. And I still have stuff. I still have a lot of their t-shirts from when they were little and they played all stars and stuff like that. Make, make a quilt. I mean, I'm going to make that quilt. I'm going to make that quilt one day, Randy, <laughs> when they can figure out which shirt they want on it. Yeah. Cause we can, we all have time to make a quilt. So anyways, it is very rewarding, but I wouldn't hold on to a home right now. 
because of the fear of having to move stuff. Oh. Well, and how glad are you that you sold when you sold? Can you imagine oh now if you held on? Because a lot of us do. I did. I got divorced years ago, eight, nine years ago. I got divorced and, you know, you just go in a space. I wasn't expecting it. And you go in a space of, oh, gosh, I'm paralyzed. You know, I was with him for 18 years and you just don't know what to do. And you got all this stuff everywhere. And it, it, it I mean, it's all packed away. Your house can look neat and, and fantastic, but you don't want people to go in that certain room or you don't want people to go in the oh, the spare room closet, the guest bedroom closet. Isn't that the classic? We've all got our crap in all the guest bedroom closets. Why? How yeah, often do we have guests? Who the heck wants yeah, to come and stay? Right, who the heck wants to come and stay in your guest bedroom? Oh wait, those kids once a year. That's why we're holding on to that house that we can make so much money from. So here's the thing: if you've got a house right now, maybe you bought it ten years ago, and your interest rate is two point five percent. So you bought it ten years ago, and you bought it for four hundred thousand dollars. It's probably worth eight hundred thousand dollars right now. Which means that most likely you can rent it out for $4,500, $5,000 if it's a big house. A lot of you are holding on to these big houses because you're holding on to them because the kids might come home to Thanksgiving. Heather can tell you, you can also have fun going to Charleston or there's this thing called Airbnb that the kids would rather be in anyway than being stuck with mom and dad and, you know, with, uh, I don't know, you playing the TV downstairs and too loudly because you can't hear anymore. You know, they prefer yeah. it. So, you know, give it up already. Let it go. We'll come out. Listen. We'll help you. 828-333-4483. Give us a call. You can go to Mountain Home Hunt. If you just, it doesn't matter if you're just even thinking about it. Give us a call. Let right. us come out. And you're worried about, oh, it's got to be painted. It's got to have a carpet. It's got to have a da-da-da-da-da. What were you going to say, Heather? A lot of people keep their homes because of their memories. Yeah, And they're afraid that if they leave their home, they're going to lose their memories. Nothing. And I can speak from experience. Your memories don't leave you when you leave that home. They stay. Your memories will go with you. And create new memories. Move and, and create know. new ones. Yeah, well, why you do we do. think we're... Well, you're going you're gonna to have memories even if you stay. Yeah. And making new ones. That's very true. But you just don't lose them. You just, yeah. And a lot of people are scared of change because they're afraid they're going to lose what they had. And yeah. I think life is just more about the journey and the venture. And, and growth, continual growth, right? You're not too old. Yeah, your knees might hurt a little right. bit. You're not too old. In, <laughs> in, when I was 29 years old, I spent $10,000 bringing across stuff from the U.K., um, and it took 12 weeks to get here. It came in a massive pallet that was the most ridiculous thing to have to un- undo and-, and bring things over. I did bring plants, which is very illegal, apparently. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> but we're all good. I'm not locked up. Maybe I will be now. I've talked about it on, on uh, national radio, <laughs> but who knows? Um, but I brought all this stuff. And, and so I was raised by my grandparents. And um, my grandfather, you can see him on the front page of my book. It's dedicated to him. Because um, he always threw me in at the deep end, knowing that I would swim. He was a very important man in my life. And my grandmother died later when I was 21. And she used to collect those little, that cottage ware. You all know what I'm talking about at home. The little creamer that looks like a little cottage. You know what I'm talking about, Randy? Yes, I do. The little sugar pot, the little teapot. You, all know, you know what I'm talking about, Heather? 
I do. It's like creamware, and it's it's all textured like a little cottage, and it's it's got, I don't know, got a little chimney on the lid that you put on. She had the whole set of that. It was all cracked, and and half of it, my mum had just bought a cheap at thrift fairs or something. It wasn't the real stuff, you know. She had this whole set. I'm like, how? I can't get rid of this. So I brought all this cracked, cheap china across because because that reminded me of my grandma, and yet it stayed in in a fusty old box for years, for years. And then, um, honestly, it was a therapy session when she said to me, you know, your grandma's up there going, what the heck are you carrying all that crap around for? What are you carrying all my crack china around for? And when I thought of it that way, think about all that crap that you're carrying around, all the old clothes, all the everything, everything. Usually your kids aren't saying, why are you keeping all those little T-shirts? Sometimes they are. But your, your, your people that you have passed that are older, that, that realize that carrying around all this crud is damaging to your personal growth, right? They're up there, I'm telling you, in heaven. Unless they're mean, they're up there in heaven saying, get rid of it already. You've got all the memories of that person. You don't need their cracked china or, oh my gosh, I nearly kept her beautiful lamb's wool coat. I kind of wish I'd kept that one. Um, that's one of the things I wish I'd kept. But they're all, and, and a house isn't it? A house is a box. A house is a box where you make memories. We even have the memories video. We'll walk around and we'll make a memories video for you of your home. Let's say, you know, you've got the little marks of your kids on the wall. Their kids, you won't have the house if you've sold it, obviously. Um, uh, they, they won't see those little marks on the wall or, or, I don't know, the sunroom that you put on that you were so proud of or the kitchen that you remodeled or anything else. We'll capture that on video for you. You don't have to be on video. We'll walk around the house and capture those memories. Um, well, that that program actually came from experience I had when we were listing a home uh, many years ago, probably 2008, 2009. It was an elderly couple. It was in Weaverville. He It was an old farmhouse. He was in a wheelchair and she was sitting there in, in tears talking to me about selling the house. And I realized that it was because of the memory. She said, you know, my, my daughter got married coming down those stairs. My son had his graduation party in in the in the yard. We just don't know how to give that up. That, meanwhile, their kids are in their 50s, right? And I said, oh, my gosh, we'll make a memories video for you. That's where it came from. And it's something where you can capture those memories on video to be able to share it with next generations. Or it makes you realize that those memories, like Heather's saying, those memories don't go away. They're in your mind. They're in your heart. It's not about the box you live in. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. I'm so glad you're going down to Charleston, Heather, and having a good time with your kids. Yeah, that'll be uh, nice memories right there. And yeah, speaking it's of something uh, different, it's something new. Speaking <laughs> of Thanksgiving, if, if you don't really uh, want to cook this year, you should go to the Ingalls on Long Shoals and get a rotisserie chicken, not because they're delicious, but because Timmy is going to probably be giving it to you. And if you say right turn, Clyde, that's a little inside joke that we have for him. <laughs> And you'll know why if you go. So um, everyone that he complains about, I will donate one to vet quarters. Oh, that's wonderful, Randy. Thank you for thanks, especially for Thanksgiving. So you got to say, you got to say right turn, Clyde, to Timmy. We love Timmy. Yeah, Timmy is awesome. Oh, Timmy. Timmy used to build houses, and these days he works in Ingalls with the rotisserie chickens, which are, by the way, I think amazing. Mm. He's one of my favorite people to pick on now. Yeah, you got you got to look. He's a good one. So I always steal Timmy's chair. So yeah, really. So you got to go into to uh, the Longshoals Ingles, 
Go uh, ask for Timmy. At the deli, you ask for Timmy. And when he brings your chicken, just say, right turn, Clyde. And so he doesn't know I'm doing this, but when he starts complaining about it, that's for everyone that he complains about. I'm going to donate one to vet quarters. So. That's fantastic. Limit it to that. 10. Which which vet quarters? Yeah, you got uh, it's on the Highway again. 70 past the VA hospital. Okay, so that it's a real one, the vet quarters that he's talking about. We actually, as a real estate firm, we used to uh, volunteer there. We've planted their garden many times. Oh, I've seen that. It's so fun. The old so, roadway in. Yes. Yeah. 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 My team, you know, Heather knows I'm a bit of a Nazi about systems. We got a system. They said they'd never pl- seen that acre planted so quickly because we, we made little wooden things to make the holes and somebody would go down make the holes, the next person would float out all the bulbs or whatever we were planting, drop them in. Like, it was amazing. It was so cool. How long did it take to make the system? Uh, oh, not it. I mean, it's just natural, right? Okay, one person, who's going to make the hole? Second person, who's going to drop the plants in? Instead of doing it one by one by one, you know, it was awesome. I'm so. just picking on you. Uh, oh, no, you? I do. I give you a hard <laughs> time over your systems. <laughs> it's so fun. I do. So thank you for calling in, Heather. And you have right. the most you amazing have a good Saturday. Thanksgiving. You too. Thank you. Too. you. Thanks. All right. Cocktails later. Bye, Heather. Bye, Randy. Studio Bye. Randy. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Jackson. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. I love working with this lady. She's so much fun, and she keeps me real and humble. Like, it is it's so much fun. She's really my right-hand woman. I don't know what I'd do without her. She's actually planning Thanksgiving for us at the office on Monday. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Travel safely. We love you. Get ready to get that home sold. 828-333-4483. Realestatenewsradio.com to get the value. See you on the radio next week. This has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at RadioAsheville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.